The Frozen North, episode 66, our top five video game series. Series. Howdy, y'all. You're listening to the Frozen North Podcast here on the Frozen North Podcast Network. My name is Mark, and I'm here with the host, JJ. Howdy, y'all! Did I do that? Did I do that right? I did. That was perfect. What oh, just... Man. Wait, what... That kind of hurt. Wait, what is going on right now? I don't know. I just went with it. Are you... What? Wait a minute. <laughs> We're also here with JJ's other co-host, Brian... <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I being punk right now? Are you telling me that you're now JJ? No, I'm not JJ. I just introduced you just JJ. Did, no, you, I he did, did. He did just introduce me as the host. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy God, what is happening he right is now? He is so thrown off right now. Yeah, my whole... Well, it's like he's me. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we switched all over the place. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Man. I don't. I, I don't even know where to go. Just yeah, continue, what, Mark. Like, can go you mark, for it. Mark? Oh God. Uh, so what? Have, <laughs> what? What? What have you been playing, uh, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I have been playing. Uh, I beat uh, finally Dragon Ball Z: Attack of the Saiyans on my on my 3DS, and well, DS game on my 3DS, and it was exactly like every other Dragon Ball Z story. <laughs> So, but uh, the gameplay is what I really liked about it because it was that turn-based RPG classic. Very, very cool, and uh, always what I wanted from a Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, recommended if you're a fan, just like every other Dragon Ball Z game that we right. talk about, pretty much. Uh, also, been playing. Oh my gosh, I have been playing Silent Hill Two for the first time. It's a little bit of foreshadowing. If you listen to one of our earlier episodes, I promised somebody that we interviewed a while ago that I would have that game beat by the time he came back onto the show. So if you have been listening to the show for a while, you will know that's maybe possibly a little bit of foreshadowing for something coming in the next month or two. We'll see. But, oh my gosh. I am such a wuss. Like It looks pretty scary. It's, have you not played it? No. Oh, I thought you had. Which what? Silent Hill? Yeah, Silent Hill no. 2. Really? I've touched, I've touched it. <laughs> I've touched it. That's, that's like, Mark. I've, I've, I held the disc and then I was like, that, that's enough gameplay for me. Have you played it, Brian? Uh, I watched Kyle play it. Uh, once one of Kyle's favorite horror games. And uh, even uh, as a spectator, it's one of the most um, viscerally, like, it's not a jump cheap jump scare no, game. No, not at all. The, it's the atmosphere Absolutely. that just raises the hair on the back of your, on the back of your neck, man. That's 100% what I was going to say. Like, I, I mean, there's some, some stuff that jumps out at you and everything like that. For the Obviously. most part, you can tell when stuff, stuff is coming because you'll hear noises. And you'll hear, like, like there's a, a monster that comes out uh, that looks like just body parts flailing around. But it makes a sound like a, uh, like a radio trying to find a station, like static. That's pretty creepy. And so you hear that in all this fog, and you're like, "Where? Oh God, there's one near me. Where is it?" And then it'll just you know hop yeah. out at you. So you'll know it's there. Most of the time, there's absolutely nothing coming to kill you. There's nothing. It's just walking around in fog, not being able to see, you know, most of what's around you, and the anticipation of what you think could be out there. Like the game is, 
it, it's all psychological. Mm-hmm. Like there could be not a single monster in that game or a single thing that was trying to kill me, I would still be terrified because of the way it presents itself. I mean, it's brilliant, 100% brilliant. Right. But like, so yesterday was Saturday, and I had the entire day off, and I was like, I'm going to play some Silent Hill today and try and try and move forward a little bit. And I was like, but I'm not going to play it at night because that would freak me the hell out. Well, I got caught up doing some stuff. So I was like doing laundry, and I may or may not have played some other games. <laughs> uh and uh, so by the time I was like, you know what, I got to do it. I got to play a little bit. It was about 8.30. Oh, no. So I was like, crap, I don't have a choice now. It's it's nighttime. So, of course, I turned my kitchen light on. And, right. All the know, lights my, on. All yeah. the lights on. But I couldn't turn my room light on because I have my PS2 hooked up in my room. Right. And that, the the ceiling light shines right on the TV. So with a glare, I couldn't I couldn't play right. like that. So I had to be sitting in the dark pretty much. Like I said, I had my kitchen light on, but that doesn't do anything. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the dark trying to play this thing last night. I was just scared to death, and I was like, "Man, I'm glad nobody's here to watch this because <laughs> this is this is terrifying." No, uh, and you haven't been. You're not even at the part where you're hunted by Pyramid Head yet. I am. Oh, you are. I am, oh, I am yeah. actually. I've met him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. Uh, it's. I think it is a a beautifully built game, mm-hmm. but. It just keeps reminding me how much of a huge wimp I am. Like if you if you follow me on Twitter, you know that that I posted about this saying like oh, I'm just getting you know reminded how big of a wuss I am when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I I, I love it, but it's not something that I'm going to be like I got to find every horror game out there now and what, go for it. But it's it's universally like uh, regarded as one of the scariest games ever made. Uh, Silent Hill Two. I mean, you're not alone. Everybody, even even me, and my brother, even watching Kyle play through it i mean even with us sitting there right next to each other we were like uh run it is it's it's terrifying yeah but i honestly if you if you're curious about it because the story's cool and it's really cool to like actually find bits and pieces of of the plot and what you're trying to discover like as scared as i am i want to i still want to know what happens next and i'll tell you what this guy in the game is a heck of a lot braver than i would be in real life because i would just be like nope mm -mm, nope i'm just gonna leave right now turn right back around or i'm gonna stay in this corner and just hunker down and i'll die of starvation uh but it is it it, it's a good game either way um and then also i've been playing through final fantasy 9 again nice uh is there any reason why you've been playing there is and i was gonna ask if anybody else knows why i would be playing final fantasy 9 right now i know mark does um, you you are playing Final Fantasy IX to usher in the new era of gloriousness based on uh, the alignment of the planets. That's nope. Well, I tried. <laughs> I'm playing it because last week it turned 15. Oh, 15, 15 year anniversary! Old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I I freaking love that game. It honestly it, it to me Final Fantasy IX personifies the Final Fantasy series. And yep. like like old school games, gameplay, in addition to, you know, the not new school graphics, obviously, but like better graphics than, than the originals. Uh, but it has that charm and that, that sense of adventure uh, along with the, the drama. And the characters are so great in that game. Very true. Um, and I, I, I'm just having an absolute blast going through it. I was actually, I was playing, speaking to your brother, he sent me a message on PSN. He saw I was playing it on my Vita and just sends me a message saying like, hey, I've been... Wanted to play through that one again. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I got to play it for the fifteenth anniversary." Heck yeah! Uh, if you have not played nine and you're you're on the fence about it, if you anybody who has never played a Final Fantasy game, that's a really really good one to start with, in my opinion. If you want to get a feel for what the series is, so I mean, Mark, I do you have anything to say about nine? I mean, 
black mages are important characters in the game. That tells mm-hmm. you how much of a throwback it is because that was one of the original character classes yeah. in the first Final Fantasy yep. and throughout the series. I love the I love the dilemmas and the uh, the just the story overall. Like Steiner is such a goofy character, yes. but when you actually sit back and you think about what he's going through, like I've got this sworn duty. However, it's going against everything I know to be right or yeah. wrong, you know. Uh, so you know what what is he supposed to do in that situation? Then Vivi, am I even a real person? Like, do I even exist? What is existence? Uh, you know, and, and, and Dagger trying to figure out you know where she belongs. Yes, I'm a princess, but at the same time, I'm learning that there's so much else out there in the world. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just there's so much there. It's such a great game. It really yeah, is. Definitely, I could talk about it all day, but we'll we'll get moving on. Uh, what have you guys been playing? Uh, I played about fourteen hours of Rust the other Saturday. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. It was it was fantastic. We had like a whole group, probably six or seven guys, on building up our our base, and we went around the island and attacked other people's bases, took them out, took everything they had. Oh my god! You can actually see like four hours of it on Twitch. I'll send you the link and if anyone <laughs> if anyone wants to see it. Email us and I'll send you the link. Cool. Uh, and I played some Witcher because I can't let JJ be the only one to suffer through it. I got I got to beat it as well. <laughs> obviously, Brian Brian's did it a long it, yeah. time ago, but that and a little bit of Unepic, which is sort of this side-scrolling indie game. It's it's probably only worth five or ten dollars if you can find it on sale sometime. Give it a shot. It's it's pretty cool. It has like a it has a lot of jokes about D&D tropes in it. It's just like a side-scrolling, metro- almost Metroidvania, but that's not probably... It's been out for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's about it. Mark, I'm impressed. You played a handful of games. Mm-hmm. That's like... I mean, I'm gonna about to just crush him, but... <laughs> I mean, it's still impressive. <laughs> Brian starts his off by saying, Aw, that's cute. Aw, you, you beat a couple games. games. <laughs> they didn't say beat any of them. Oh, oh no, of course yeah. not. Come on. He said he's working on him, playing him. Okay. Still, still. I beat Russ. Hey, he's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like I beat World of Warcraft. Right. Yep. Okay, so as you guys know, I've been playing Mega Man. Um, going through... It's one of my favorite series of games. Series? Foreshadow- <laughs> series is foreshadowing. Anyway, um, I've been collecting them all. Um, I'm almost done with my collection, um, but I've been playing them as, I, as I've been going. Uh, so, so far, um, I've beaten Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Mega Man and Bass on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, or Bass. Mega Man and Bass. I'm sorry. Bass and Trouble. Yeah, it's a Bass. It's Bass. Bass and Trouble. His dog's name is Trouble. It's supposed to be a play on, like, musical words. Anyway, uh, then I jumped on over to uh, the... Oh, I also beat the handheld versions of uh, Mega Man 1 through 5 on the Game Boy. Uh, then I jumped over to Mega Man X, um, and I've beaten 1... X1, X2, X3, X4, X5, and I'm currently on X6 uh, with X7 on deck. Um, and also, I have been, um, I'm, I'm on the, I'm at the last stretch on The Witcher three, and I find myself like slowing way down because I want it to stretch out the. It's just such a great game that I'm, I don't want it to end. I just want to keep exploring and <clears throat> and finding new things to do. So, it's been a whole lot of gaming for me. Uh, luckily for me, Mega Man games are short and. Uh, short and simple. Uh, the X Games being about five hours long, and then the uh, at maximum, I think I've beaten them in like two and a half hours each. So, yep, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. I've beaten so many games in the past week. It's just wonderful. <laughs> Very cool. Yep. Emails. If you would like to email us, you can do so at frozennorthpodcast at gmail dot com. 
Our website is fngaming.net. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash frozen north. Our Twitter is at fnpodcast. Our blog is frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com. And we're on iTunes where they can subscribe to and rate us. They, you guys, listeners. Yeah. Where where the people can come. All y'all can go on there and rate us. Please do. We would appreciate it because the more you rate and uh, leave comments on ours, the more other people can see us on there. So we would appreciate that. Just tell us what you think. What you like, what you don't like. Feedback. That's what we want. I want to plug two things real quick. One, uh, for us, our website, we're kind of doing another push. We'd like to get um, Isaac... Our reviewer is currently writing a few at the moment that he's going to be posting up. I think his next one, is, he already submitted it to you, Mark, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I, I actually just put that up on the website. Oh, so it's up? Yep. Okay, so the, go go over there, check out his uh, review of Final Fantasy VIII. Good, good stuff. And uh, we're looking to expand our reviewer repertoire. 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 Uh, we'd like we'd like to get a couple more in there. So if we can get just a few people who, I mean, literally there is, I don't put any like rules on it or anything like that. You pretty much just write on whatever you want and just send it to us, and we will post it post it up on our site. That's it. You know, as long as you you know keep it family friendly and and that kind of stuff. We anything you want to review about, we're pretty lenient on on that kind of stuff. Um, Minesweeper. If you would like to do a review on Minesweeper, go ahead. <laughs> yes. I call uh, it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, also, we would like to go ahead and plug uh, something for SoPro as well. They're doing a Hearthstone tournament this coming Wednesday, and that would be Wednesday the fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yep. Uh, Six p.m. is when it starts. Five dollar entry, and you can win some uh, sweet Hearthstone pint glasses. It's pretty cool. Uh, but it's like a uh, it it's a qualifier for uh, for. The big, bigger Blizzard tournaments later on, so it's uh, it's going to be a good time. I'll be over there, and uh, I I don't know if I'm going to play yet. It just depends on on you know how how intimidated you are. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to kind of l- judge the crowd because I'm not good at that game. I might go in and just play for fun just to just to show support and stuff. I'll be there either way for sure. But like you know, if there was a bunch of NFL players getting ready for a scrimmage. And they were like, hey, you want to play? I don't think I would because I'd get rocked in the face. Uh, kind of one of those situations. Right. So, But it'd be fun to watch still. So I will definitely be there. So if you're if you're in the Kansas City area and you play Hearthstone, come on. Even if you don't play Hearthstone, you want to just you know talk to a bunch of gamers who play video games, uh, come on down and uh, hang out. We'll be at SoPro Gaming. SoProGaming.com. SoPro Game. That's cool. Seems like a website. Look at you, sharp as a doorknob. Some doorknobs are actually really sharp. Try running into one. If you make a doorknob out of a knife, that's really sharp. A doorknob. Cool. Thank you. Brian, what do we have for news this week? All right, guys. It's slow. Uh, We're still in the dead zone, I like to call it, after E3. But I did find some tasty morals. (laughs) Inside joke. (laughs) Morsels. (sighs) Anyway, uh, what we got is, um, so there's a game called uh, uh, Devil's Third uh, coming out for the Wii U. There were rumors that it was being basically canceled by Nintendo. Um, it's quite, they, I think they were citing quality issues. That was what the rumors were. Uh, but Nintendo made an official statement uh, saying that they are still bringing uh, Devil's Third to the Wii U. And then they'll, they are also promising more details to come soon. Uh, the game is from Tomonobu Itagaki! 
of Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive fame. Uh, so if you are a fan of those games, you might want to check out Devil's Third when it does hit for the Wii U. I feel like every game now that's coming out for the Wii U is like shrouded in some sort of like vicious rumor about Nintendo. I, I, I'm one of those people who don't typically believe rumors, but when it happens for every single one of uh, Nintendo's titles, something's going on. I think we all uh, well know that Nintendo's kind of ramping down on their uh, support of Wii U and uh, going to focus on their next-gen NX system. But, uh, yeah, every single game that's been coming out for the Wii U lately has been uh, riddled with rumor. You had the Zelda Wii U game being rumored to be pushed back into the NX era. Uh, The the Star Fox game has a ton of texture detail issues, as we saw at E3. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see Devil's Third. Uh, I really like uh, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dead or Alive. I'm not a fighting game guy, but uh, I played a ton of Ninja Gaiden. So, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I always find it interesting that all the Wii U games that come out just have nothing but rumors attached to it and you know it's kind of sad uh speaking of another sad uh tale kojima productions may have actually been dissolved like completely ob- oh yeah i saw this obliterated one. one of the japanese voice actors okio atsuka reportedly said uh the company was forced to disband uh, this leads me to believe. Do you think? I think Kojima might be done with games. I think he's out of the game business. Uh, if this is true and his production company got got dissolved, I think we've seen the last of uh, Hideo Kojima um, as far as uh, the game. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know about he's, that. He's said for years he does, he wants to be done with Metal Gear, so right. it's not surprising. I mean, sure he loses that IP, but he didn't want to make more games anyway. Yeah, I don't think he's ever said I'm done with gaming. Just he kind of wanted to move on to something else. It sounded like to me at least. But now he I has like, no production company. I feel at like all. someone's going to make him an offer because he's such a big talent. And right. Yeah. How easy would it be for him to be like, "Hey, who wants to start a company with me, or who wants to hire me?" Yeah. Let's hope you know? so. But uh, we're still seeing that Konami fallout. Uh, Microsoft's going to buy him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Speaking of Microsoft, that's coming up later. <laughs> uh, so everybody, uh, Star Citizens, uh, one of Star Citizens, it's the big uh, kick-started, uh, I guess I'd call it space exploration slash FPS game. Uh, one of their executive producer departs, uh, departed, uh, stirred up a lot of, I guess, angst over it. Um, rest assured, it was really no big deal. I mean, it's a big deal, but he uh, he cited personal issues, but the company's already uh, basically confirmed a new studio in Frankfurt, which will be focusing on the FPS portions of the game and Squadron 42. So the game is alive and well and still being heavily developed, so we shouldn't all freak out. Uh, just because so That's what we lives. do. I know. The internet True. is a freak-out machine. Uh, and then, after a big presence last year, Xbox is skipping the 2015 Tokyo Game Show. I read they this, might as well. I read I mean, this article. Yeah. Well, hey, but here's you know what's funny. You you look at that headline and you're like, well, yeah, it makes sense. And then you read the article and it's just a bunch of corporate jargon bull crap that that, that the Microsoft. Oh, we still care about the Japanese market. We're still planning to of grow. They say that. So you know it was a super disingenuous article, especially on Mike. Microsoft should just say it. It's like it's like stop stop saying all the stuff. But who that, who says that? Who says anything negative about a potential customer? No, 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 they're not saying negative. They they could say something like, "Hey, uh, the Japanese market, we're not doing very strongly in. We want to focus our capital on other areas." Not, oh, we still plan on growing the Japanese market. It's a big market to tap into. No, Microsoft, you fail big time in the Japanese market. 
market. You're not going to the Tokyo Game Show because you see the writing is on the wall, so you're pulling out of Japan. Don't just give me corporate jargon. Basically, (laughs) that's the truth. The truth is that Microsoft is getting absolutely crushed in the Japanese market. And in my opinion, uh, they are basically waving the white flag, saying we're not going to really focus on it if we're not going to. They might not. I mean, why? Why would they? Right. Exactly. One hundred to two hundred consoles a week. Right. Yeah. I mean, not not going to cut it. So is it a month? It might be a month. So this would be a chance for Microsoft to be a company that doesn't just give out you know platitudes and say, hey, look. We're going to focus on uh, some of our stronger suit, on some of our stronger suits. We'll I still mean, have a presence there, uh, but we won't be focusing on it. Why not? That's not. I mean, Konami's worse than that about sure. lying through their teeth. That's true. Versus just putting a spin on something. Right. So I'm not too concerned about that. It's the corporate world. Yep. But that is your news, guys. Uh, hopefully, the news will pick up here in the next uh, next month or so. Uh, usually, there's a dead zone after E3, so we're hoping to uh, start picking up some steam heading into the holiday season. I'm excited. Are we really heading into the holiday season, though? <laughs> in a couple months. <laughs> like, <laughs> July right now. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I said in a couple months. Did you not just hear what I just I said? I didn't. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I said it. Hopefully, I'm sure I will when I edit. Let me repeat. <laughs> hopefully, the news will pick up here in a couple months as we head into the holiday season. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got a game review today. We do. We are, Well, two, actually. We're going to be talking... Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Uh, because this has two games to it that used to be able to be linked via Game Boy Link Cable because it was for the Game Boy uh, Color, uh, now it's available on the 3DS Virtual Console. We went ahead and had four of us actually review it. So Mark and I played Oracle of Ages, and then we had Brian play Oracle of Seasons along with our buddy Brandon. Brandon, what's going on? How's it going? Hey, Brandon. You might you might Howdy. remember Brandon from an episode a while ago where we talked about Nintendo, and he came on and gave some thoughts on how he felt about <laughs> Nintendo and Nintendo's their consoles. Amazing. There is that is not what you <laughs> said last time at all. You said the opposite of that. That is that is the complete opposite of what you said. Yep. Uh, but you 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 actually what's funny is you, Brandon, have. Never played a Zelda game before. Correct. Not big on Nintendo games, period. Correct. What'd you think? It frustrated me. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> Brian was talking earlier about uh, Mega Man, and Brandon just follows up with, I think I played a Mega Man game once. I'm pretty so sure I did. That that just kind of tells you Brandon's experience with Nintendo and, and any sort of old school games whatsoever. How many Mortal Kombat games you played? Zero. Ugh, you're such a non Unacceptable. I don't play fighting games. I just button mash, so I don't play them. He, he, Brandon, Brandon, you know what? I don't know that you talked much about your gaming tastes on... You went, no, you did. You said you were a bro gamer. You yeah. flat out said oh, it. I'm a, Why don't you remind everybody what kind of games you normally play? First-person shooters on consoles, um, anything that's heavy, action, light on story. Pretty much, <laughs> for the <laughs> most part. I also like open-world games. You, you get impatient. Uh, when JJ Brandon, wants to watch a- he is what we like to uh, better known as uh, a cutscene skipper. He's the guy yep. who just hits the button and skips the cutscene. You're like, I want to know what's going on. He's like, who cares? Let's just keep shooting. He's people. actually. You guys are playing through. Brandon and JJ are playing through Halo right now, and Brandon has to sit there and like twiddle his thumbs and yeah, because I've seen all those cutscenes. Like, I don't want to see. He, this. Actually, he's been pretty good about it though. He like he knows because I give the the warning every time a cutscene comes on. I'll go cutscene in the. Uh, <laughs> In the microphone, and so we kind of just sit there and watch him. And he, he's yeah. honestly been really, really good about it. He hasn't complained once. 
Uh, I've been doing most of the complaining because the online for Xbox is awful when it comes to Halo. Well, the yeah. co-op. The co-op, yeah. Well, we also, my my NAT was set to strict, so. We'll see if that fixes it. We'll see because what I've read online says well, that yeah. that won't do anything. But either way, so it, it's it's kind of cool to get a, a, some fresh eyes onto, onto this series. And, and, I mean, after playing this so far, we'll get into the review here in a second, but would you ever consider playing another Zelda after that? Negative. Really? Correct. No. Ooh, I, I can't. I can't see. Because mm. these, I mean, to not, me, these games one, personify old school Zelda. Not like, like that style. Zelda. Anyway. Yeah. No. Wow. Nope. I honestly am not I mean, shocked by that. No, it makes sense. It'll, it'll come down to uh, when we review it, I'll explain what uh, I think he's talking about. I mean, Brian, Brian and I, when we played through uh, Battle of Z for Dragon Ball Z, Brian and I were trying to go canon with the characters and the battles. And Brandon would come in, and we've complained about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Brandon would come in and just be like, oh, we're fighting Frieza in his final form? Okay, I'll use Frieza in his second form. No, Brandon, no, that's you, not how that's it impossible. works. That's not how it happens. Yeah. It never happened. Never there. happened like At that. All. Well, that's why we're not watching this show. We're playing a game where anything can happen. Mm, it's not. You gotta. You gotta. I mean, if you're really mm. playing canon, one person should have been Goku against Frieza, and everyone else just sit there. Exactly. What fun is that? Mark, you know. Mark, here's the thing, yeah. Mark. I'm just saying, First of all, if you want to be talking to you about this, well, I'm, no I'm one talking is asking to me about it. Well, you can turn your mic off when you talk to you. Well, what if we're about whoa, that? whoa, whoa. <laughs> what if we're both the same exact Goku and we just pretend like he's so fast that he's projecting? But he has used the multiform technique before. Uh, boom! But he didn't in that we, fight. Where do we draw the line at pretending? Like, why can't I just pretend to be anyone I want? Because to you're fight being in. the same guy's second form that we've already that we're fighting at the moment. They can't. But it's no. a, but it's a game. You yeah, but understand who 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 are you guys playing as? I don't remember, I don't to remember. be honest. Or it was a while we, ago. We just were really mad that he wasn't playing as If canon. you don't remember, then you probably weren't playing canon. Because you yeah, should be able to remember. Brian and I were. We were, we were strict and adamant so about Goku it. So, yeah. Goku and... Also Goku? The, their rules were, if you were fighting bad guys, you had to be a good a guy. A fighter And yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Was that it? Well, no. For, unless, unless the fight included more than one character. It's like when we fought the Ginyu Force, we had Krillin, Gohan, uh, Vegeta in there. Yeah. Solid. That kind of stuff. But like, if it's a one-on-one fight in the show, we, we and, 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 and anyway, Brian this, and I are right. This is what that's, we're reviewing. That's what you right? should take away from this. <laughs> Brian and I are right. You guys are wrong. Yes. Yeah, first of all, what was my saying? Uh, DBZ Cannon is life. DBZ Cannon is love. Thank you. But it's thank you. No, nope, Mark won nothing. We win. Thanks. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to Brian at uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh. <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. Like I said, uh, Game Boy Color and 3DS Virtual Console is out right now. Developed by Capcom and uh, Flagship, which was a smaller studio that they hired, and published by Nintendo. So, story synopsis. Now, both of these games together are like... They're they're not the same game, but they're very similar in style and, and dungeon layout and, uh, and kind of just like... If you play one, you can pretty much play through the other. The the one that Mark and I played, Oracle of Ages, is more puzzle focused and relies more on like thinking about how to solve different things and, and, and playing through that way. The one that uh, that you guys played, Brian and Brandon, was more action focused. And I mean, did you notice like? No, and I, I'm I'm kind of curious to play Oracle of Ages now because uh, ours was pretty heavy uh, puzzle based yeah, as well. Yeah, it, really? it was very intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe that just means in the dungeons, because our dungeons were full, filled with a lot more monsters, maybe? I don't know. I think I think that's probably right, because you guys said you had to do the big, like, trading 
yeah. crap, the, too, The right? overworld was uh, one huge puzzle, and it was yeah. very confusing. For us, too. I would yeah. imagine it probably means the dungeons, then. Okay. Because, yeah, the dungeons sense. were full. Our dungeons were full of a lot of a lot of monsters. But, I mean, there's the dungeons were still puzzle-filled. Yeah, I, they were. I don't know. I'll have to, I haven't played the other one yet, so I can't uh, expand on that at all. But it felt like ours was pretty puzzle-based as well. Yep. Uh, so, Mark, what do you remember from the... I mean, it's Zelda, so the story is always going to be bare bones. Um, so, the story of Oracle of Ages, Ages. <laughs> was uh, you basically are this little kid, and you have a tattoo on your hand that's like the Triforce tattoo, so they know that you're a special person, which, and this woman grabs whoa, whoa, whoa. you, just like... Which Triforce power is it? The one thing with the power. Look at look at the dis look at that. So oh, anyway, uh, this woman is like, I need to get through this. I need you to move this rock out of the way so I can get back here and talk to it's courage. The, by the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. courage and uh, talk to the um, oracle of ages. <laughs> he was never going to answer it, was he? No, and, he had no idea. <laughs> no, I don't have any idea. <laughs> and, and it turns out that you were being tricked, and this person was possessed by some crazy like I want to know who it was. It's some witch. Twin Twin Rova. Yeah. Twin not Twin Rova. Should be. I honestly do not remember her name. I played and beat it way before you. Twin Rova is like who they tease at the end of the game. So gotcha. they'll get you to go play. The two, the, the twin the twin witches, seasons, right? I mean. Yeah. I think he's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause and right. so she jumps out of that body and possesses the Oracle of Ages and then like transports back into the past and just starts messing everything up. And basically, the whole the whole game you're going back and forth in time, uh, moving things around, changing things. Like you would go back to the past and you would move a seed that was on the ground to next to a a rock face and then you go back to the future and that seed will have grown into a vine that you can climb up and that kind of stuff and you, you're kind of just changing stuff back and forth between the two yeah uh, which is which is pretty cool i, I mean a lot like uh, ocarina of time in that in that right, aspect right um what about you guys was there a huge actually instead of just changing the Thing back and forth, one like forward and backwards. We had four. We had all four seasons. You had all to change, seasons. and it changed uh, every time you changed a season. It changed the entire outlook of the the area you're in. So that's how that's why our overworld was so confusing because it'd be like, well, okay, I'm in fall right now, but what about winter? Nope, that doesn't do anything. Okay, go back. Let's try summer. Nope, that doesn't do anything. Okay, let's try uh, spring. Up oh, there, you go. Jeez. It, yeah, yeah it, it sounds was, terrible. It was it, that that <laughs> overworld. After I think about uh, six dungeons, I was just like, all right, I I'm gonna get through this game. I had to. Do what I hate doing. I had to pull up a guide. I pulled up a guide after five dungeons. Yeah, after the sixth dungeon, I found it after like two hours of searching, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go from dungeon to dungeon now. Eat this thing because whoa. Did anybody fully complete the world map? Like unlock every little pixel? I didn't. I think so. I don't think I did. I might have, but uh, I'd have to check. I did not. I don't. Think I was so. very close. I know it, it that. Was, I was pretty close. But I mean, because mm-hmm. we. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, you you go through a lot, but I I don't think I got them all. Uh okay cool so there I mean pretty pretty similar stories it sounds like mm-hmm. for the two well, Brandon I mean, do, you want, do you oh what? go ahead what? sorry do you want the story from Mars or what? oh I thought you said it was that pretty much no. similar it's much well, different oh yeah. what what tell, so yeah. in, our, in our story the uh, the Temple of Seasons sinks into a uh, I don't know if it's like an underground or another dimension called Subrosia. Um, the Oracle of Seasons is basically taken prisoner by somebody. Uh, I think it's an Audix. Audix, yeah. And you are basically going around and you're, you're trying to raise the Temple of Seasons back up to, um, 
the the I guess it's I would call it two different dimensions because Sabrosia seemed yeah. like it was like a different dimension. So you're raising it back up to the normal dimension, so the seasons work correctly. Um, a big tree helps you out doing that, and uh, come come to find out, uh, the reason they need the Oracle of Seasons and actually the Oracle of Ages is mentioned too, is because Twin Rova, the twin um, witches, are trying to resurrect an ancient evil. Tease, 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 tease. Um, we actually didn't even get that in, <laughs> yeah. in our game. Yep. Uh, what happened to, at the end of the game was you beat the final boss, and she's like, ha, I just distracted you while Twin Rova was doing all the real work. Right, yeah. and in our game, we actually do, we you actually Twin meet Rova. Twin Rova, yeah. and they're, they're talking about what they're doing, and they're trying to resurrect an, an quote-unquote ancient evil. Um, I think we all know who that is. Uh, and yep. well, I don't know who Brandon doesn't. Because this takes oh, place after... Is it Ganon? Is it Ganon? Mm-hmm. After the first Zelda, I think. Uh, uh, we'd have to look at the timeline. The timeline seems like it takes place after. Uh, I thought it took place after Ocarina. I think so. I think it's directly at well, but there's three. It splits in that at that point. Ocarina is the split point into the three timelines. So technically, uh, you have got a pretty good chance of it taking place after Ocarina. Uh, okay, well, let's go into pros and cons, Brandon. Since you are the the newbie to the to, well to Zelda in general, yay. What did you like about the game? If anything. Well, I mean, I, it, the game was okay. I liked certain aspects. I liked the fact... I mean, the puzzles were very good. Puzzles were very well done. I think the game just... Well, that'll get into cons. But, I mean, I liked the puzzles. I liked the combat. It was it was an interesting gameplay for a while. It was an interesting gameplay like, for a while. No, but I, I liked the style. Actually, I mean, I know... We gave crap about the, the, the quest, the trading quest, but I actually liked mm-hmm. that part of it. I thought that was kind of cool. You had to go to different parts of the world to get upgrade things and, and stuff like that. We had to go back and forth in time to different parts of the yeah. world. Yeah. And and that was interesting. I liked that. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the dungeons weren't too bad. Uh, I, I liked all, like I said, I liked the puzzle aspect of it. I liked the combat. There was a lot of combat in the dungeons. There was oh, like yeah. quite a bit of monsters. The yeah. boss fights were really well done. Yeah. I really enjoyed the boss fights. It's your standard Zelda boss fights. Very, uh, which again, formulaic, I, yeah. I guess. So yeah. they're, 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 ours were, ours were kind of like that too, but they were pretty simplistic. Yeah. It was like, you find the one trick and then you, yeah, take it wasn't ours. There's, there's a, there's several bosses that had multiple tricks up there. Yeah. Where you had to, they had several phases. So yeah, different definitely phases. more combat focused, yeah, I guess, sure. which I liked. I, yeah. I like that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Uh, I mean, pros for me, I love the old school Zelda feel. Uh, like, this is top down, walking around the world. The the, uh, the overworld is a dungeon in itself, essentially. Uh, we had the same thing with A Link Between Worlds and obviously the original Zelda. I, this is this is my personal preference when it comes to the Zelda series and, and the layout and the way, the way it's played. I honestly... I think I may have, I probably would have liked Seasons more if it was a little more action-based because, man, like, the first, like, you know, four or five dungeons are fine, but you start getting up there and there's so many little tiny steps. Did you notice, like, just the, the insignificant, stupid little things like, okay, you've got to go to this place, then you've got to go all the way back in time just to flip a switch or just to talk yeah. to one person. Yeah, definitely. And you've got to go all the way back, but you can't just you've go back. A, you've, you've got a Goron who's hungry, and he's blocking the stairway that you need to go up to, and he says, oh, man, if, 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 I, if someone could get me some tasty beef, I could, I could rest and get out of the way for you. So you go in the past, 
and you get some tasty beef from some guy for from doing a mini game, and you go back to the future, and you give him the tasty beef, and then he gives you this ancient vase, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll give you this vase. Says, Thank you. And you go back in time, and someone's like, oh, I have this great Goron family. I wish I had something to commemorate it with. And then you have to give him the, the ancient vase so they can become the heirloom that you get from the guy in the future so that you can get past him so that you can get the next thing to trade. Yeah, we had a trading puzzle like that as well. Uh, but that, I mean, this was separate from the the big one to unlock the oh, dungeons. Really? Like this was, yeah. I mean, there were quite a few of these in ours. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Is like there was a lot of. I found myself looking at a guide quite a few times just because I was like, I don't want to spend the entire day looking for walking around talking to every single person to find this one thing. Right. But but as far as the gameplay goes, I really like the combat. Same thing as Brandon there. It's just classic Zelda. If you like classic Zelda, you probably get a kick out of this. What about you guys? I liked the the ring system. I thought it was pretty cool, the way you can buff yourself up with different yeah. rings. Yeah. I wish I had spent a little more time looking into that and finding some of the better rings, because there are some really cool rings out there that like make each heart be able to take twice as much damage. I didn't I didn't do much. It seemed like a lot of the rings like had they would give you something good. And then something bad as well yeah. along yeah. with it. And because of that, I didn't really go too in-depth with it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try and stay neutral. From what I saw, there's some really good rare rings that you can find later on. Yeah, but, there were. But at first, it's like damage down, life up right? kind of stuff. But I thought it was a cool concept. I liked the plot. I liked the classic Zelda feel. And to an extent, I liked the puzzles. But I do feel like this game came out in 2001. I feel like I would have appreciated this a lot more in 2001 Agreed. than I do today. Because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. now it's just like, stop getting in the way of me getting to my dungeon. I want to go to the dungeon and get it done. Yeah, right. that that was... Well, we'll get into that when we get to cons. Yeah, Brian, any other pros that you want to add? Um, the music, I mean, everything was classic Zelda. Uh, you had a mixture of... Uh, you know, your uh, original Zelda plus a little Ocarina, or not Ocarina, I'm sorry, uh, Link to the Past uh, plus a little Link's Awakening in there. You had some Mario characters you'd run into, like the Cactus Dudes and stuff. Pretty cool. I liked the story. As bare bones as it was, uh, I could kind of understand what was happening. And, uh, you know, I liked the ominous threat of the ancient evil being resurrected. Uh, it, felt really, it felt really uh, Zelda-esque. You know, as uh, Mark would know, Zelda, the uh, princess, her Triforce that's, is that's right. her Triforce piece is Mark. I know it. Her, I know it. Her Triforce is the Triforce of capitalism. No capitalism. Uh, is it dumb? Is it, is it is it peace? Wisdom. The wisdom of peace. Wisdom. Mm, correct. Anyway, that's my. Those are my. Uh, you guys pretty much covered all the pros. Uh, Which one does Ganon have? Yeah, the Triforce of power. Hey, he, he got, got one. one. Nice. Right. Boom. Uh, okay. Well, let's go. Let's go into cons. Should I start? Go ahead. Okay. So, I don't know if this is classic Zelda or not, but in the dungeons, right? I'm going through the dungeons and I fight some people. I fight this little mini boss, I guess, before the big boss. Mm-hmm. If I die to this mini boss, I then have to go back to the beginning of the dungeon with not full health, yeah. and find my way all the way back. Maybe or maybe Zelda. not That's getting normal. hearts you, to fill my health. You always start with three yeah. hearts. That's normal. Stupid. Yep. It is <laughs> stupid. Your your favorite game is Halo, though, which you just stand in a corner for two seconds and you get full health. So, you're used to that. You're yeah. used to getting spoiled. Yeah, I am. So, <laughs> just my opinion. I thought it was dumb. 
Terrible. Uh, also, I felt I there, agree, was, though. there was there was too many dungeons. Uh, it could have stopped at about six or it's seven actually more instead usually. of going to nine. But there's usually some smaller ones mixed in. Yeah, yeah. It just it felt like the game was just going on and going on and going on and going on some more. I probably put I'd say probably about thirty hours into it, and I felt oh just, wow, dude. My first Zelda game, I didn't know what I was doing for the first five dungeons. I went no guide, and I'm just all over the place. And so That's then I, finally, I looked at a guy for like the last few yeah. just to try to get, get it done. Get it done. The inventory screen, I didn't like it. It was hard to figure out where certain stuff was. Like it took me like thirty minutes to figure out how to save the game. I honestly, I did. I had to think about that too. I actually had to look it up. Yeah, I did too. Classics, the very first Zelda, you never played it, uh, but for Nintendo, the way you saved was you died. That's not cool. You die, and then the save thing comes on, which it did in this game too. Mm-hmm. If you if you die, it says save and continue. And I was like, oh my gosh, if they kept that in here and didn't make it to where you can save regularly, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, but eventually I found out. Yeah, you, you guys didn't use the 3ds console uh, save. That's what I did. It's way me save states. Way no. I figured that out late in the game. Gotcha. I figured it I out. I never used it. Uh, that thing's so that thing's so helpful. You can just resume play. Basically, it's right more hardcore were. than you guys. <sighs> that and I mean, uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and it just, I get it. It was for the Game Boy Color like 14 years ago, yeah. but it just, it was just bland to me. Just very bland. Very bland. Most games back then were very you mean bland. mean the gameplay or the way it looked? Both. I mean, wow. if you, I mean, the, for a 2001 game on the Game Boy look, Color, it looked great. Let's, let's have real talk right here, guys. If we take somebody who had never played games in the past, put them in the past, and they, and they played games in the future, right? And we take Brandon. Well, you're confusing me now. Hold on. Hold okay. on. What? Take, take a person who just basically <laughs> popped into existence like a year or two ago, right? And played games for that two years. Brandon's basically just trying to say this is Brandon's first Zelda game. No, no, no. I'm trying, I'm trying to say well, people might be outraged that he says it's bland. But take, take somebody who's played games maybe for five years at this point and never played games in the past. And you take them to the you take a time machine and you'll hear the games we played. I, I would be like, this is, the, this is awful. I don't want to play these games. That's what you just said. But yeah. I, I played it with a grain <laughs> right. of salt knowing knowing, knowing right. that fact. Um, so. But it was still just, it was, it was pretty bland, in yeah. my opinion. Which well, I don't blame you for thinking that. I, I, yeah. No, I, and I'm not surprised that you feel that way. Yeah. So, But I mean, just because of that, you would never try another Zelda game, even knowing that there are ones that have way more depth that have come out beyond that? If it's like that style, like... So he wouldn't play like a the 2D. Top down. No, yeah, 2D top down pass. I'll take a hard pass on that. But you try one of the more modern. Yeah, Zelda. a more modern one, like a 3D one, maybe. Yeah, I'll definitely take a I'll, Skyward I'll Sword. That. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I I yeah still have interest in those, but 2D, nope. We'll start you off with. Uh, we already started w- them off. Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> we already started them off. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, my cons are basically have to do with the monotony of the game. There is just so much like just walking around and doing just pointless stuff where you're just like, like Mark said, I just want to get to the next dungeon. Yeah. Like, come on, seriously. And there was just so much walking around. You know what Zelda could benefit from vehicles? (laughs) True. (laughs) Give me an airship or something. Uh, I have not played Spirit Tracks, so I'm sure somebody will be like, right. "There is a train in Spirit Tracks." Spirit Tracks, definitely. That's a vehicle. There are minecarts in this one. Uh, that's true. In your game, did you guys get seeds that could teleport you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got. Yeah, those were fun. Those helped. Yeah. Yeah. That w- that was probably my biggest complaint was just I wanted to get to the next dungeon because I I loved the dungeons. I thought those were a lot of fun, but I did not like the in between between each one, uh, which. Yes, is 
you know, consistent with older top-down Zelda games. But if it's done right, it still can be really, Fun. really good. Like A Link to the Past. Between dungeons and that, still a blast. I mean, that's been Zelda's staple, is you have your puzzles and the, you have your mini-puzzles mini in the dungeons, and you have your meta-puzzle, which is finding the dungeons and getting right. to the dungeons. So it's all about, you know, micro-macro, I guess. Um, but that, I mean, that's my biggest complaint. It's just yeah. impatience, I guess. I can tell you, uh, when I was done with this game, I knew that I never wanted to hear that song ever again. The little song you played, the time travel. Yeah. I'm oh my done gosh. with the song. I've heard it yes. so many times. I wish there was a skip button so I could 100%. just go to the future. Ugh. Is that it? Is that your con? That, that, is, yeah. that, that was one of my cons. And I also... <laughs> This is just the case with all older games. Going back to them as a now modern gamer is I'm just tired of games that get in my way when I'm trying to progress through the game. It's like, hold on, slow down and do this annoying puzzle. Right. And you have to think, like, if you, you know, nowadays we can make long games. Uh, look at The Witcher 3. I've been playing for almost 200 hours and there's still stuff for me to do. This is just the way of padding a game out before that's we exactly have right. open world. What, what it is, yeah, play. what it is is like, you know, they don't want to make a game that's like you know, you know, four hours long. So they add a bunch of, you know, they have hardware limitations, so they can't make the world bigger. So what they have to do they have to make it more mon- monotonous is the word you're looking for. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Any other cons? No, I think we about wrapped up the cons on the game. I think we're all in pretty pretty okay. even terms there. Mark, would you recommend Oracle of Ages in 2015? I I think. If it was on sale and you're a Zelda fan, definitely. I mean, it's five bucks. Yeah. On the if on you're the a Zelda fan, console. yeah. I it, it, that's how I feel. Like if you and I, I would imagine Brian probably feels the same way. If you are a fan of Zelda in general, chances are you've already played it. Or if you're a fan, and you you have not played it yet. It's going to be on your radar. You'd like to at some point. It's not going to be one of those where you're like, oh, you want an introduction to the Zelda series? You should go play this. Right. As Brandon will tell you here in a second. Uh, but uh, I I think it's a decent game for what it was and when it came out. I wish there was a little more that you could do between the two. Like, the only thing, the, literally the only scenes. thing. Yeah, you get a, a code at the end when you beat one of them that you use in the next game. And then it, like, gives you a couple extra scenes and stuff like that. I wish, like, they, they maybe, like did a little functionality with the the connector cables and stuff, maybe a little co-op quest on the side or something like That'd that, cool. where you can get a, a, a new yeah. item or something like that. Uh, but they, they, they didn't, obviously. So, yeah, I would I would recommend it to a Zelda fan, but not to a newcomer to yeah. the series. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I'll go objective on this. Complete objective, um, non-Zelda fan, Brian says, nah. Most Zelda games are bad. Uh, if you just look, they're repetitive. Um, I'm, I happen to be a big Zelda fan, um, and so I can look at it. I look at it with a little different reverence. But if I'm pulling myself out of that and I'm trying to be objective, I would say there's only like two good entries in the entire Zelda franchise that are not, you know, ridiculously repetitive yep. and same same stuff every 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 single time. So if you'd like a game that's going to be really really repetitive and monotonous, then play it. But um, if you're a hardcore Zelda fan, absolutely pick it up. It's five bucks. But as a gamer, being neutral, no, don't. It's not not worth it. Brandon, as the newbie, I would agree with everything that everyone said. As a non-Zelda fan, even though it's only five bucks, it's just not worth it, in my opinion. Right. Um, just it wasn't for a Zelda fan. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Exactly. And like, and like I said, it's 14 years old. 
it's one of those play it if you are planning on playing the whole series. Correct. correct. Yeah. Uh, just as a standalone game, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Like if you're not a Zelda fan and you haven't played many Zelda games and you came up to me and said, what Zelda game would you recommend? I would not recommend Oracle of Ages or Seasons. It's not one of the good entries. Yep. So Link to the Past. That or Ocarina or even Wind yeah. Waker. And I went into this open-minded. Like I was ready to play a Zelda game because I've never played one before. I hear good right. things about it and it just didn't impress me. Sure. And I don't, I don't think it's – I think the main reason I kind of wanted to get your take was because not that it's a great entry into the Zelda series, but it is a great entry into the Zelda style of yes, gameplay, gotcha. uh, especially the old school. So, I mean – I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible. It just was just – But from this, you know that, that you, you're like, I, you know, I'll still play – I still am kind of curious about Zelda, but not the old school Correct. ones yeah. because the, the gameplay doesn't differ that much. Right. right. All right. Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks yeah, for having Brandon. me. I appreciate it. Congratulations on being Brandon. We're going to yeah. be doing our top five video game series. What's your, what's your top three? Top three video game series? Yep. Halo uh, number one. Well, in, in no particular order, uh, Halo. Mm-hmm. Number one. one I can think. It's and it's got to have four games minimum. Oh, God. Because okay. I know he was going to say Red Dead Redemption. Well, it's only one game. You would it's still probably say You could say GTA <laughs> as a series. Yeah, but I only played two of them. Okay, oh, no, I did play three of them. Well, uh, yeah, it's got to be four. Call of Duty. Okay. God. Halo, Call of sound. Duty. All of our listeners just went, uh, uh, get no. this guy out yeah, of here. Oh, Guitar Hero. I do like Guitar Hero. Boom, there we go. Brandon's top three. I don't know if I'd put it in my top three. I <laughs> Dang just, it. I was, I, hoping like it. it would be, I, I was hoping it would be Halo, Call of Duty, and Guitar Hero. I haven't really played a whole lot of series. I'm sure I'll think of one later. But or, right. or, oh, I like the Batman games, the new Batman boom. games. There, there are go. four. There's uh, exactly Since four. City, the original uh, Origins, and mm-hmm. now this new one. Yep. I like them. All right. It's a great series. Well, thanks for taking the time out. Yeah. Thanks and, for having me. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back eventually just to maybe talk about how wonderful Nintendo is. Yeah. Right? I love Nintendo. Absolutely. Hey, you and I have been playing through, well, we haven't in a while, but Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And that game's actually pretty fun. It is pretty fun. But it's really hard. It is hard. <laughs> and it's devolving into where one of us just gets on the back as Diddy, and then the other person just sits there. And pretty just, much. And just waits <laughs> as we helicopter around. Yeah, yeah we, we, we sit down on the couch, and it's like, whose turn is it to play? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's where we've gotten to now. So It's fun, though. You do all the minecart stuff, oh, and then I do all the, uh, the zipline stuff. Minecarts are the best. Ziplines, man. That's where it's at. All right. We're going to kick Brandon out of here. We're going to do our top five video game series. Top five video game series. Go on, get. Top five video game series. All right, our top five video game series. Honorable mentions. Half-Life. Mark? Half-Life is my honorable mention. Half-Life is not not a series. when When we say video game series... We're talking, main like entries. we said with Brandon, four game minimum. Four full <coughs> game minimum. Not, <coughs> main not two series. games, <coughs> like seven DLC. Half-Life. Okay. Half-Life Blue Shift. Is that a main main entry? Half-Life nope. Opposing nope. Forces. Is that a main entry? Half-Life nope. 2. Half-Life 2 Episode Is one. that a main entry? Nope. Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Nope. Main entry to the series, not spinoffs. I, I, spinoffs? Yeah. Those are not spinoffs. Define spinoff. They're, they're like DLC, aren't they? Yeah, literally a spinoff. You play literally. Blue Shift is not I've never DLC. played. Okay, hold on. So Blue Shift is made by Gearbox, a completely different okay. company. Uh, let me explain to you about opposing forces. You just literally play as the soldiers of the Half Life Three, Half Life One story. It's not even a separate story. You just play as the other side. What? Look, the, the, it's a different perspective. It's like the, the, tri- it's the Trinity Sight system from Suikoden transplanted in Half Life. The the simple <laughs> fact is, 
Mark's wrong. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> anybody else have any honorable mentions? I yeah. do. Go ahead. I have Wild Arms. Mm-hmm. If anybody has Ooh, played solid. any of those games, there's five in the series. I played one. They're good. And then uh, Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior as well. Nice. I've recently started playing that, and uh, I have played eight as well later on, but I've only played the first few games. Anybody else honorable? Maybe? Yeah, uh, the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, great series. Uh, kind of sputtered off near the end, but those those uh, you know original four or five were just absolute uh, He's classics. still iconic. I've got yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog hanging from my rearview yep. mirror. Um, what else? Uh, I would say Castlevania as well. Uh, again, Definitely. a lot of entries that are below par, but uh, enough good ones in there to really to, to give, it a, give it a good mention. So those would be my two honorable mentions. Mark, any other ones? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've played. Okay. <laughs> Resident Evil. And that's a good, that's that's a great a good one. one. Yeah, that's I've a great played one. Zero. I'm sure a lot of people would think that. Yeah. I actually played one through five, so... And, co- and Code Veronica. There you go. There's Solid. another one for Brian. Yeah, I'll put that on there, too. Yep. All right. Let's get into the list. Number five. My number five is the Xeno series. I'm talking Xenogears. Xenosaga episode 1, 2, and 3. I don't really consider Xenoblade Chronicles to be in the same vein because it's... We don't even know if they're related. They're not. Right. They were... It was originally named Monado, Beginning of the World, um, and they just renamed it as a nod to the creator of Xenogears. That's literally the only thing gotcha. that, that ties them together. It's still a great game. Absolutely. But, but I, I, I never really looked at it as a, as a full-on Xeno, part of the Xeno series. Uh, I, I just... Freaking! I've gushed about it before. Not much else to say. Right. I, I love the Xeno series. I love Xeno Gears. It's my second favorite game of all time, and uh, the Xeno Saga uh, trilogy is really, really, really good story wise. Um, if you're looking for heavy action, don't go for there. <laughs> but if you like just sitting back and watching some good cinematics yeah. and uh, and and really, really having to think about what's going on, got all um, three. They're on my backlog. It's good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to hear your your thoughts on yep. that. Uh, Mark, number five. Number five. My number five is the <laughs> Halo series, but it appears on someone else's list later on. So we'll talk about it then. Okay. Brian. Uh, my number five is the uh, Metal Gear series. Uh, Metal Gear all the way up through uh, this new one, Metal Gear Solid Five. So what can I say? Solid Snake. Kojima Productions. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Uh, anyway. Um no, not much to say. Y'all know about Metal Gear. Um, another one of those uh, franchises where not not very heavy on the action, but very heavy on the uh, the cutscenes. Uh, sit back, grab a bucket of popcorn, and enjoy the movie slash game. Definitely, I hear you. My number four, and Brian's number four, yeah, is the Legend of Zelda series. However, it shows up on somebody else's list. Um, I'm guessing. I don't know who it could be. It could be some guy. Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, number four. My number four is Fallout. What a great series. This The first one I ever played was Fallout 2. Initially, I just got like a demo disc in a PC gamer magazine. Played through it. Was blown away by what a game could do. And I mean, no, I've pl- it, it didn't really get popular until uh, Fallout 3, I think. I think most people got on at that point. Now, I've played Fallout 1. Is Fallout 2 considered the gym? I would say people consider it better than Fallout 1. Okay. But, I mean, most people, Fallout 3 and 
New Vegas are the ones that they're yeah, most familiar that's where with. I started. And those yeah. are fantastic games as well. I mean, it's just a really good series. Even though the developers changed since Fallout 2, it still continues to be fantastic. Yeah. They understand what it's all about. And you know what's great? I mean, it went from two different genres. Isometric, I would say it's more of a, more of a roguelike in, yes. um, yeah. in the first two iterations. And then they changed it to FPS and it kind of rem- to keep its same kind of feel and its same kind of humor and atmosphere is kind of a testament to uh, both developers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it works. It's a fantastic sure. series. Yep. All right. Number three, my number three is the Suikoden series, but it shows up later on somebody else's list, so we'll talk about it then. Ooh. Mark, number three. My number three is the Legend of Zelda series. This also appeared as the number four for J.J. and Brian. Nice. Correct. Yeah. What? This is a series that has a lot of games in it. They had to really... <laughs> they, yes. has so many games they... It uh, does indeed, Mark. It has so you many... wield a sword. That's it ha- true. <laughs> it has so many games and fans, Nintendo was supposed to release a, a compendium with a timeline. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All I know is the, the day I got that golden cartridge for Zelda, that was the day that changed me as a gamer. You knew it was special when you saw the golden cartridge. Even, yeah. even today, I guarantee you, if somebody had never played a single regular Nintendo game, <laughs> I just eyeballed Brandon. Yeah, right you there. did. That was a good uh, eyeball. <laughs> but even if somebody had never played a regular Nintendo game, if they're like, if I were to go... If I were to take Brandon into my room right now and show him my regular Nintendo collection, I guarantee you he'd look down it and I'd say, without looking at the titles, just pick one. The first one that's going to catch his eye is going to be that gold cartridge right there. You know, you've got you've got some of the black ones that have the weird, what are they, like Tengen or something like that. And then you've got your stereotypical gray ones and stuff, but then you've got this gold cartridge. Freaking gold. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an eye catcher and it's iconic. Yeah. Everybody knows the gold cartridge. They kept that all the way up through uh, Nintendo 64, I think, for Ocarina. Well, they didn't do it for Super Nintendo, though. Yeah, they did. did. They? They oh, did. Yeah. oh, yeah. I had the gold car- car- gold cartridge um, linked to the past. Oh, I didn't. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I, I did. Yeah. Interesting. That's right when it came out. Are you sure? I'm 90% sure. Look it up. I played it through questionable means, so. Unbelievable. <laughs> what? Rom, you've heard my stories you- about how I... Struggled did you, to buy consoles. Did you rom it? Yeah. What's the statute of limitations? <laughs> uh, on roming? Yeah. On copyright infringement? I don't know. I mean, they they do have it, but it looks like it's a repro. Really? Like, it doesn't look like it's an official... Yeah, I, I'm 90% sure it was gold cartridge, uh, but uh, heck, it, that was uh, how many years ago now? 20-something? Yeah. So Yeah, it looks like oh, this is a lot of custom stuff. Custom stuff? Okay. Yeah, yeah not not sure anyway. But I know that Ocarina of Time was gold cartridge. I know that uh, yes. to be... Well, at least the first initial first run first initial was. one, yeah. Yep. And so was uh, Majora's Mask as well. But, I mean, it's freaking Zelda. Yeah. Great series. Yeah, One we'll of the most that. iconic in video games, hands down, even if you're not a fan uh, of, of Nintendo or, yeah. or that, that stuff, you're, you know Zelda. So iconic. Robin Williams, may he rest in peace, named his daughter Zelda. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Brian, number three. Uh, me, nombre number three, uh, is the Halo series. Brandon should look at me with reverence right now because I'm about to talk about the Halo series. It's great. It's also, it's also my number five. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark put it on his list at number five. Have you played all the Halos? I have. Nice. Give me this. <laughs> Boom. Um, the best one w- is ODST. 
Yes, I agree with you on that. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Story. Brandon is now giving but me that, a dirty look. Story wise, for sure, the best. I thought it was nice that it was experimental. Yeah, well, you got a different, uh, basically a different perspective on um, what happened. Yeah. But anyway, let me talk at length about the Halo series. That's why it's number three. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's it's fun. A lot of fun. I just I we uh, Brandon and I actually finished the first one last night. There's Finally. a lot of depth to its uh, to its lore if you are ever so capable of searching. Yeah, I mean, for there's it. multiple novels. Yeah. for this game series. Great, a great series. I, I love Halo. Yeah, that's my number three, and Mark's number yeah. five. Not much. Not not a lot to say. You know what it is. Yeah, it's Halo. Number two. My number two is the Tales series. I have uh, Sonic and Tales. I nope. Dang it. Okay. Nope. Wrong tales. Gotcha. Talking like Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Graces, all those. It's it's just that example, I've said this a million times, of if it's not broken, don't fix it. They use a very similar formula throughout the entire series. None of the games connect to each other really, other than like the direct sequels. But they all have the same very, very iconic anime look, mm-hmm. and they all have the same action combat system which is a lot of fun uh still have experience leveling up just classic rpgs but definitely more action focused the humor is phenomenal in those games and i I really think that the games if if given a chance there really is something for everybody to like in those games um and if you have never played one i would say a good one to start with would be either vesperia or symphonia very good so one of my favorite 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 series the tale series mark number two my number two is Final Fantasy. However, this appears on someone else's list later. Who so could we'll that talk be? about yeah. it then. Who's weird. Anyway. Brian, number two. Uh, my number two is the Metroid series. Um, I've played all the Metroid games except for, or I've beaten all the Metroid games except for the, uh, ga- the Samus Returns on the ga- original Game Boy and uh, Metroid Other M. Those are the only two I've never played and beaten. And I probably will never play Federation Force in as long as I live. <laughs> But uh, Metroid has... Oh, you guys know me. If you guys are uh, long-time listeners, I'm a huge sci-fi nut. Uh, so any any game that comes out with a lot of intrigue and sci-fi action and aliens and... and Have you played Mass Effect? I don't think so. You should check it out. Okay, I'm going to try it out next time. Uh, anyway, uh, Metroid series, uh, they even transitioned, like Fallout, to a completely different uh, style and maintained uh, gloriousness. Uh, they went from a side-scrolling... Basically, the father of Metroidvania to a first-person shooter that was just as brilliant uh, in the Metroid Prime series. And um, I really wish Nintendo would continue the series and not make chibi bullcrap Federation Force. But that's my number two. The important thing is you're not bitter. Not so bitter at all. That's <laughs> Not bitter at all. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mass Effect, you might wonder why it's not on our, any of our lists because... Yes, there is a fourth game coming out, but it's not out yet. And no one's played it. So, And nobody's played it, so we kind of... It's not a trilogy. That. We're talk- not talking about trilogies here. We're talking about series. Right. And series, series is a four-game four minimum. Four-gamer plus. Yeah. Number ones. My number one is, should come as no surprise to anybody, the Final Fantasy series. I, I mean, nostalgia. Yeah. That is... This is also Mark's number... Th- two. Two? Yep. Two. Yep. Uh, I mean... <laughs> There's nothing, I mean... You know what it is. Yeah. Nothing that nothing that I haven't said a thousand times before. Yeah. I love the series. I could talk about any of the Final Fantasy games at length for hours. Uh the North Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. <laughs> uh but I mean I seriously I, I absolutely love it. There's there's I have so many great memories with every single game in the series. Yeah. And uh it's Did just you start with so the first good. one? I started with 
two, which would be two. four right. in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, or four, which would be two in the U.S. Right. I started with the first one on the original Nintendo, and uh, I, the second I started playing it, I was in love. It was it was brilliant. And just, there's something special, almost like in a Metroidvania way, where the, the game ends where it began. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And For sure. Just loved it. And ever since, I mean, jumping from you, that to it, six. You know, it gave you a really, really... For a regular Nintendo game to give you that much freedom, it was revolutionary. Yeah. Like not only ex- of exploration, but getting to pick your party and play who you want to play mm-hmm. as throughout the game. You know, it was uh, it was cool, and you could challenge yourself with whatever you wanted to do. Like four white mages. Why would people do that to themselves? We did four black mages the first time. I remember your brother telling me that, and he said he couldn't beat the end guy. Nope. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. Uh, I mean, it probably would have been easier if they didn't have the level capped at fifty. Yeah, but right. yeah, you know what can you do? So that's my number one and Mark's number two, two. The Final Fantasy series. Mark, what's your number one? It's the same as my number three. My number one is Suikoden. All right, Brian. It's also, <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've talked about Suikoden probably in a dozen episodes already. Yep. It's a fantastic series. It's like Shakespearean. It's political. Go play it. Yeah. <laughs> The first two I played were uh, were good, definitely. That's good. what it comes down to: is go play it. They were definitely fun. I played them. And, and hey, now fun. you can. When we yeah. started this podcast, you didn't have any options, and now two years later, you can get one through three on PSN. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful for like ten bucks or less. Yeah, yep. Which makes it even, I mean, unbelievably worth it for that price. Definitely. You yeah. don't, even, don't even wait for a sale. Just go buy it, and also rate it too. Price per power. Because the more we show that people are interested in these games. The more they're going to notice that and be the like, the more they'll oh, just make slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't say that. Uh, but uh, I mean, phenomenal series, really is. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I can't wait to to play the other ones that I haven't gotten to yet. Brian, number one. As you guys know, uh, pretty obvious. My uh, well, I guess not obvious, but my favorite my favorite character of all time is Mega Man. Let me preface that. It's the Mega Man X series. I never really played a whole lot of the original Mega Man until recently. I beat, obviously, all of them now. But Mega Man X series, uh, I picked a, you know, a more specific. I could have just said Mega Man, but that encompasses a lot of different series within the giant franchise that is Mega Man. I used to, I used to be such a Mega Man X fan that uh, I used to draw all the um, Mavericks. Uh, if you don't know what a Maverick is, they're basically a Reploid that's gone haywire with the Sigma virus. Yeah, you guys are glazing over. Let me let me explain to you what a Maverick is. It's a Reploid. What? Wait, is <laughs> this the backstory to Final Fantasy Thirteen? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I used to draw them in school. Um, Mega Man X. Uh, it is one of those series that I, I believe Mega Man X One is considered probably one of the best, if not the best, platformer of all time. Um, everybody talks about it being up there with you know the in the annals of gaming history and i don't know i just uh as i've collected them all again and played through them again i mean i literally played i've beaten played and beaten probably 16 17 18 Mega Man games in the past week and i don't get tired of it i love the ability to pick where you want to go and trying to figure out which uh maverick or which end boss is weak to which end boss's weapon. Um, there's all these nuances to the game, and it is brilliant. If not, the story's a little bit awkward at times, and the voice acting is terrible. 
But uh, the Mega Man X series and the Mega Man universe is my favorite series of all time, and will probably be that to the end of days. All right. Yeah. That's not uh, hyperbole at all. What about when or Mass Effect Mass- 4 comes out? Damn it. Uh, you know what? I would probably put Mass Effect 4, if Mass Effect 4 is good, I'd probably put it at number two. Mega Man has always had a special... When I'm a grown man thinking about uh, always looking at the uh, toys and figurines online, um, even it, I've never been able to justify myself buying them because they're like 80 bucks for a little yeah. Mega Man X series. But when I look at them on Amazon you know, every you know, other week and be like, I really want to buy one. I know that that series has always captured my my imagination. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else? I don't. I just want to thank Brandon for coming on the show. For sure. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's my best man. That's weird. Yeah. All right then. Well, if nobody has anything else, this is the Frozen North episode. Two. Why are you staring at me? Yeah, like Mark. That? What is happening what right is now? Going on. Well, I'm just looking at you, man. <laughs> that was a weird face. He was giving you. The, he's your, like, your he was giving you the mug. eyeball. <laughs> it's like he's trying to poop. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's what I was like, yeah, I'm just leaning it. forward because my back hurts. Oh, okay. Uh huh. That's, that's my chair, dude. Better not be. Is that a fart? Leaving pebbles. Ah. With that, this is the Frozen North signing off. Episode number 66. Thank you once again for listening. My name is JJ. My name is Mark. My name is Brian. And as always, we encourage you to... What, Brandon? (laughs) Keep on gaming. That little click was him turning his mic on, which was really (laughs) funny. Keep on gaming, guys. Adios. Our theme song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare.